For so many modern driven women, life is about being more than one thing. We're multidimensional and so are our conversations. We carry multiple identities. We can be both mother and artist, both attorney and entrepreneur, both clinician and CEO, both humble and proud. Life for women like us is about both, about all of the above. It's about the and. Our stories are the stories of so many of you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present to our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies and then a successful coaching and online course business. But for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. We're here to share an insider's peek into the strategies and mental resilience it takes to create and run six and seven figure online businesses. As women entrepreneurs, only 2% of us will ever earn a million dollars. We've done it ourselves and we're on a mission to help you reach financial independence by chronicling our journey and sharing our proven playbook. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow a business and build a life that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the new podcasts that drop every single Tuesday. Hey, Sandy. Hi, everyone. And welcome to the And She Spoke podcast. Hello, Jenny. Talking quizzes today, are we? Yeah, we are. So we are going to discuss in this episode our brand new quiz that was just released here at the top of the year, the new year, happy 2023. It's early 2023 when we're recording this. And we created a visibility archetype quiz. So Sandy, tell our loyal listeners what exactly a visibility archetype quiz is. Well, it is a quiz that you run through, answer some questions, and what we've done is created different archetypes to help you understand habits, personality traits, like you kind of like find your archetype in this, and then we talk about how it shows up in your business. So whether you are someone who loves to step into the limelight or if you like to be someone behind the scenes collecting links, like there's these things that we do in our business and we just sort of group them into archetypes so you can understand how you can work with your archetype to become more visible in your business out there in the internet land or how you drop down into what we're calling the shadow side, the struggles that you may be witnessing or experiencing or like some of the bad habits that you get into because of your archetype. Exactly. And I'll just preface this by saying we started working on this quiz in the summer of 2020. It took us a while, but it was like we kept going back and forth on the questions and the exact sort of structure. And then, I don't know, six weeks ago or two months ago or something, like we had this like day where the entire thing just like magically unfolded out of us. And it was very easy at that point to, to create this. And I think part of the reason it was so easy was because of all of the work over the last really 10 months now, that nine, 10 months that's gone into creating the visible curriculum, which we first kind of launched and explored through Visibility Week, which we did last year in 2022. And then we turned it into a crash course. And then we've just been working really closely with our coaching clients and implementing these strategies. And I think we started to realize where people have tendencies 
that make them predisposed to certain behaviors with respect to their visibility on the internet. Yeah. And also like, doesn't everyone just love to take a quiz? I think that's, it's so enticing, especially when it's about you or describes you or puts you in a bucket so that you can kind of have some sort of identity. Like, yeah. What kind of Game of Thrones character would you be? Like, it's just like you can't resist it. But this is much more practical and helpful than Game of Thrones character. This will actually help you market your business. Yeah. Or what Disney princess are you? No, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, we're right. certainly not BuzzFeed, so we're not creating those kinds of no, quizzes. No, no. So we're, we're really trying to make it practical. So like, we'll say this again at the end, but we encourage everyone, of course, to go after listening to this episode, take the quiz. It's at anshe.co slash quiz and figure out what your own visibility archetype is. But we're going to go ahead and take this episode to talk through the different archetypes so that you can get a sense of what it means to be in any of these categories. And then we'll also reveal our own archetypes, which kind of built two of the <laughs> templates for <Yes>. us. <laughs> We're not the same archetype. archetype we are not the same archetype, archetype at all. <laughs> nope. Polar all right. There are six different archetypes that we identified. So we're going to go through all of them, starting with the collector, the collector archetype. Now, this for me to write this one was like, I just sat there and described you. It was so yeah, easy. I know you did. <laughs> I know. And I knew you were kind of poking fun at me with it too. And no, I was like, okay, not. it's fine. It's all I'm good. Not. Yeah. So essentially this archetype, and I will speak because I do identify, and now it's actually so powerful in our own marketing because I have a name for what I do and how I work. So this is the person who loves to gather information. So I loved school as a young person and I never wanted to ever finish school because I loved constantly like just absorbing a tremendous amount of information all the time and synthesizing it and categorizing it and organizing it. And I love like lots of colors of highlighters and systems and note taking, like all of that. So if you are like that, you may be a collector. And what that means is like your gift in your visibility strategy or in your marketing is really that ability to sort of cast a wide net across the internet, observe or across your niche, like observe what's going on, really kind of be following lots of people, keeping the pulse on like what's trending and what's likely to unfold in the future. You're like collecting images and links and quotes Simple. and like, mm -hmm. yeah. And you have all this stuff that then you can go and repurpose. Like you can go and just like basically curate content for your audience. Like you don't have to reinvent anything. And so I like to think about someone like Austin Cleon as being like an inspiration for me or a representative for me who wrote Steal Like an Artist, which is one of the books that we recommended for years because like that's that book's entire premise is that there's not really anything new, right? Like you're just taking as an artist, you're taking a new spin on something or a new take on something, but it's not like reinventing something radically new. And yeah, so from scratch. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then the shadow side is that you often look external for all mm -hmm. the inspiration that you were just looking to everyone else's work instead of sort of turning inward and yeah. taking what you learned from everyone and starting to build your own body of work. You're not always trusting yourself. You're just always looking, what is everyone else doing? What are they doing? What are they doing? What are they doing? Yeah, there's a lot of that. And if you don't understand that shadow side, you're likely to stay in a cycle of kind of always watching and gathering mm -hmm. versus taking action. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I think that so far we've had quite a few people already take the quiz because we put it out on social and send it send it out as a PS, I think, on an email so far. And I think that's the second most popular archetype in our audience so far is the collector. So it's like I think it's a pretty common archetype. Yeah, I think at so. least with our with our people. So let's just hit some of the advantages, like how to use this archetype to really grow your business, and then we'll move on to the next one. So the first one is we kind of talked about already. It's like just recognizing the internal wisdom that you have and your expertise, who you, you know enough. You know enough to go ahead and do the work. So sort of stop looking elsewhere and start to show up in your own work. Yeah. And to take action. I would say like so often I think people second guess within any of these archetypes, but like within this archetype, you second guess yourself because you think like, I don't have as many followers as this person, or I haven't published as many articles or books or whatever. So who am I to speak on this topic? But really, and I say this all the time to our coaching clients, like what the world needs right now is someone to curate content. Like the internet is so vast and so crowded and so loud that we don't need a bunch of new stuff like floating around. What we need is someone who we trust to give us guidance on what to consume and where to look. And like as a collector, you have a particular gift and ability to sort of be that leader to your people in your niche. And that what you have collected for yourself to learn and study and gather is very valuable to people like me who I, I can't stand doing that. So if someone takes a list and gives it to me or you share it in a newsletter as a curated newsletter of all the best whatever, it's incredibly helpful for those people who aren't collectors. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great point. And also like when you start to market your business, these organization skills are going to keep you on track. Your Trello boards or your Asana or whatever tool you're using, you're going to be really organized and have everything planned out. Yeah. So that, I guess like if you find yourself identifying with this collector archetype and you take our quiz and this is the result you get, just realize that that's the path forward for you, like the most simple and straightforward path forward for you in your marketing and in your public and visibility strategy is to kind of show up with this curation for your audience and to incorporate that into your weekly pillar content and your social posting. So your amplification content, like build that as part of your core strategy. Okay. And the second archetype is the creator. Yeah. So the creator, I'm so surprised. Like, I think that's one of the least popular, least like the fewest results that we've seen is the creator archetype. And anyway, I'm shocked because (laughs) I sort of thought that the creator archetype was like the general audience of creators on the internet, but apparently... It's the third. Oh, it's the third most popular. Oh, okay. It's the middle. (laughs) Apparently it's not the most popular. So what the creator archetype is, is like exactly what it sounds like. You're the person like making new stuff. Like you're the person making something out of nothing. Like you're the artist. Like you identify as someone who like sits down to a blank screen or a blank piece of paper or a blank canvas. And like you somehow manifest the creation of something new in the world. Yeah. You're the innovator. You think outside the box. You were able to just pull something out of seemingly nothing. But the shadow side is that you often will not want to show your work. Like you'll do it privately and you won't necessarily go out and talk about it and show it because of like an insecurity. Yeah. Okay. So I will say like the other 
shadow side when we were coming up with these different archetypes it became really clear to me. It, there's a lot of people that I think go and they really identify as creators and they're kind of doing that work in the basement or in the garage and like they don't come out and show it until it's so far along in the process that they aren't having that co-creation experience with their audience. And when you're talking about a visibility strategy in your marketing, like your marketing is a really great opportunity to be getting feedback along the way as you're creating so that you can make sure that what you're building is resonating with your people. And so by adhering to this shadow side and just sort of staying dark until you feel like it's perfect or it's so far along, you risk the... I guess the problem of releasing something into the world that nobody wants or that just Mm -hmm. is totally off key or doesn't resonate. So I would just be like the beautiful thing though, Sandy, is that the creators have so much content. (laughs) Like the whole process of making something is so interesting to people, especially to people like me. Like I'm fascinated to see the step-by-step or like you know, the stop motion reel of someone making something and like what that mental process is or what that physical process is that like that's, that just creates all this fodder. And and, and I don't think we're talking when we say creator, it's not just people who are making pottery or things or whatever. You can be a creator as a business coach or a copywriter or a movement-based teacher. You're still creating new flows, new movements, new ideas. That process is fantastic to share. So don't, and I wonder maybe if that's why this isn't as popular as we thought, because people think of it more as like a hands-on artist type creator. But I think we're really all creators. um, We are all creators in our own way. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Third archetype is the performer. Okay. Outgoing, extrovert, charismatic, can really easily talk with people, connect with people, love to get the laugh, love to be, you know, the one cracking the jokes and love to be on stage performing. Yeah. So those people with that archetype are really at an advantage because marketing does mean putting yourself in front of people, talking, expressing, and emotionally connecting with people. So yeah, so for some, I think a lot of people believe that they're not the performer, therefore they're terrible at marketing or being becoming mm-hmm. visible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say just in the last couple of years, obviously with the rise of mm-hmm. TikTok and Instagram reels, short-term marketing video. has really favored this archetype. Like you've had this special advantage for the last couple of years if this is you. And I think we've seen that. Like we've seen certain people in certain accounts and businesses really take off that maybe weren't taking off in like the previous era of internet marketing that like now that person has just been given like the opportunity to shine and the algorithms are really rewarding that. So I agree, Sandy. I think that doesn't mean you can't be successful. It also doesn't mean you can't be successful in that medium if you're not this archetype, but you just have that natural gift and advantage. And like that's luck and chance, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. so if you identify as a performer, like if you have this archetype and you are not on video in your visibility strategy, like that's something to seriously reconsider, right? Because like in this moment in time, that's a very unique opportunity for you to get kind of more mileage than you would otherwise get for your same content. Right. Right. And so for the performer, the shadow side, you can kind of be drawn into truly like just being visible and doing sort of empty work that just puts you out there. And you kind of 
you know, I think for me, when I look at Instagram, it's people who are just like doing reels and a lot of the like, you know, not necessarily dancing, but like the lip syncing, like sings, copying what everyone else is doing, which we've spoken a lot about so much in the past. I feel like it's like, oh, I love performing. I'm going to do this thing. But you have to ask yourself, is doing this real with, you know, lip syncing to this audio or voiceover or whatever, is it really doing anything for your business? And I think that's what's frustrating to me. We see that so much. And so for the performers out there, I think you also need to like turn inward, do some of the more important and brave work of showing up with your own thoughts and your own opinions and really create your own body of work and not just, you know, being on video for the sake of being on video and getting a laugh. Yeah. I would say don't try to game like going viral or like game what's trending in a given day or week just so, because you can, like you have what it takes to do that, but does that actually move the needle in your business? And kind of most of the evidence that we've seen is that it doesn't, right? So I think use the fact that you're a performer to your advantage, but like you really use it to your advantage. It's your superpower if you're putting forth new content and saying something really provocative or interesting based on your content pillars. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. You're all fired up about your business until you have to go and market it, talk about it, promote it. All of that feels so heavy, hard, and overwhelming. We know that your business will flourish when you become comfortable promoting your work. And for that reason, we created Visible, a program that helps women amplify their voice in a world that tries to keep them quiet. Build an audience around your body of work and not just your body. So forget everything you've been taught about marketing. Visible is your fastest route to building an audience of raving fans that can turn into paying clients. And side bonus, you can ignore trend alerts on Instagram. Join Visible today at joinvisible.co. Okay. Number four is Luminary. So this is actually the number one so far with the people that have taken it in our audience. Yeah. So that is also really surprising to me in some ways and also not in other ways, but that's a really good sign for us for lots of other reasons. Yes, So I would say the luminary is like the person who already really identifies as like a thought leader and who has that kind of special sauce that you have a following. People really respect your opinions. They really look to you for guidance in their decision-making. Like you have that mentor kind of vibe about you, educator, And that's how you see yourself, obviously, if you've taken the quiz and gotten this result. And that's also a really fantastic persona to have on the internet. That's a fantastic archetype because, again, just like the collector is so great at curating, like you're coming and sharing your take and your opinion and your viewpoint on topics that matter to people and they listen to you and they follow you and it resonates. Yeah. It's the people that identify as like, I'm just sort of a natural teacher and you just love to inspire people. I think that's how I would see the luminary. But the shadow side is more like they could be very lose connection with the audience and become very much like a know-it-all or they just talk, 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 talk is like they know everything and they stop listening to their audience. So it doesn't mean like they like have all the answers and you can't tell them, you know, kind of this know-it-all. So I think that's the shadow side. I don't see that very often in our clients. There's lots of humility with our clients and the knowledge, but they're doing it from the, you know, from their heart to help people to 
impact people's lives, to change people's lives. And they show up as this luminary with their own experience and their own knowledge and teach. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think that some of that shadow is also maybe like you're just shy when you're not in that role of being a teacher. Mm -hmm. And so that, you know, social media, your amplification, your amplifier is really designed to be interactive with your audience, not to be like a one-way broadcast. You know, that's the whole point of a tool like Instagram. And so if you're naturally kind of like introverted and shy, maybe you're comfortable showing up as a teacher, but then when people interact with you, you kind of you know, back off a bit. And so I think that's another danger is just like, remember the engagement here is key for you because students want to be acknowledged. Your audience wants you to know that you're listening to them as well. Okay. Jenny, next one is Explorer. Okay. So the Explorer is kind of, I would think of it as like the archetype that is going out and like testing new waters, testing new things, trying out something that's really sort of cutting edge and early adopter-ish, you know, in your work. And so, you know, you have this magical gift as an explorer to be like one of the first people talking about something. So that's really fantastic. But you also, you know, not everyone is going to understand what you're saying if you're not really explaining it and kind of taking people along on that journey with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, and I'm trying to think like in marketing, it's like jumping on a trend that like, that maybe hasn't started as a trend, like possibility of a trend. You go in, like try TikTok really early and you go in, you're the one that, you know, takes off because you like tried something and everyone else is a little bit hesitant, not the risk taker. They don't want to spend time trying something new and they hold back to see what's going to happen. And you just like, you know, march right into it and try it with and that's like it fuels you it's so exciting to do something yeah. this risk taking kind of adventurous exploring lifestyle in real life and in your business yeah exactly and i'm thinking about like during the pandemic early on like the people who jumped into clubhouse oh, yeah, and like yeah, all yeah. of a sudden you had like all these uh, people, right. you were sending out all these invitations to clubhouse and you were like networking with you know pseudo famous people in there and you were like hosting nightly gatherings like you have this kind of just like a collector, like this keen ability to sort of look out and kind of see trends and see what's happening. But you're very quick to jump on those trends. And I think your opportunity here, and I've seen so many people over the last nine years build like very substantial businesses by being explorers because like, oh, you're going to go teach people Clubhouse now. Like you're going to go, you're going to be like one of the first people that has a new course or a new training on this topic or a webinar. And so you're kind of taking people along you know, on the ride with you. And I would say explore overall in the population. It's like, I would say that's a pretty small segment of people. Like you're like the people who in, you know, 2007 were like lining up at the Apple store the night before to get the new iPhone. Like you're that kind of person, right? Or you're like, you discovered this like great like retreat center in Bali 12 years ago. And now everyone, like, it's just that, like that you're that person. And so you can do all of that and get your thrills and enjoy it for yourself. But if you're not talking about it and sort of bringing people along in your marketing, it's just a huge missed opportunity. Just don't keep that quiet. Like let that be part of who you are on the internet and the value that you bring to your audience. And then the the other shadow side, the other thing to be aware of is like you might be jumping from thing to thing too often that you're not actually 
creating any really meaningful message or people are confused by what you're doing because everything is just always changing. It's this thing and then yeah. that thing and I'm going to go try that. And that's very exciting and thrilling. But as a business strategy and as a marketing strategy, it just is confusion. And if there's confusion, it, your clients are like, no, I'm out. So that's just something to be aware of, to do the, the deeper work of actually sticking with something to make some money, to actually be clear as to what you're offering and who you are and what you're about. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Yeah. Okay. Last one is a maverick. Oh, I know a maverick. Yeah. <laughs> I know one when I see one. Mm-hmm. Sandy, this is your archetype. And so I feel like just like the collector was mine, this is very much you. And so obviously like this is someone that's pretty rebellious. Like this is someone that I think it's really fun to follow someone who's a maverick because like they're always kind of being a little bit controversial and provocative with what they're doing and talking about. But do you want to talk a little bit about like sort of your experience with this archetype? Yeah. So I think it's, you're just always kind of rebelling against the status quo. Like you tell me to do that. Well, I'm not going to do that. Whatever and specifically in marketing, what everyone else is doing you don't want to do. Like, I'm going to just, like, I can't stand it when everyone else is doing the same thing. Like I've said a thousand times on here, like the reels, like everyone's just copying it. Why are you doing that? It just drives me nuts. So you just like turn your back and go a different way. So you're breaking patterns. You're always questioning old ways of why people are doing things or seeing things in a certain way. And you just want to go and try something else. But the downside or the shadow is that you might always want to go against the grain. So the main thing that we identified here is like you might be given a, um, some advice from a coach and you're like, oh, hell no, I'm not. I'm, don't you tell me what I'm going to go do. You know, and, and then you lose the advice. You lose yeah. that really beautiful advice and guidance as someone who has, you know, as a mentor who has more experience and knowledge, maybe understands you a little bit you know, really well from the outside, from having worked with you, that you don't take that advice because you want to rebel against it. So rebellion is great, but you sometimes have to rein it in and resist those urges to go walk in the different direction and kind of stay present with, in this example, the advice that you were given to get the, the result that you want. But yeah, but I think it's also very fun to follow those, you know, from a marketing side from the audience. Like it's super fun to follow a maverick who's just doing their own thing and like, you know, saying things that are completely like, what? You know, completely opposite. And it's refreshing, right? Like it's refreshing to see a different viewpoint or a different take on something. Yeah. I mean, I think like picking a fight is one of the best ways to grow an audience, right? Like, and so if you're consistently picking a fight with an idea or a trend or another thought leader on the internet, like your following is going to grow because people are not used to that. Like it's unusual and it's interesting. It's why we like rubberneck when we see a car accident. It's like something's happening over there. So I will just say as the business partner and very good friend of a maverick, I would say the one bit of advice that I have for the mavericks out there is just with reference to your shadow side, just evaluate like, is there a reason why something is trending or popular? If so, why? And like try to understand that. And is there something I can take from that? Because I think there's also like a knee-jerk reaction to be like, this isn't for me or this isn't right. And obviously, like a lot of times that's fantastic. But sometimes there's like, 
there's some there's a reason why, right? That we can there's a reason why something is trending or something is popular that we can evaluate and then incorporate maybe a slightly different way into our marketing. Yeah, just and like, so yeah. think about it before you go rogue. <laughs> yeah, just, just like before you go rogue. <laughs> yeah, just like before you pick a fight. And I, I mean, I'm thinking of a few accounts that I follow on Instagram where like it is just at least every other day somebody is just like I just saying something that I couldn't believe that they're willing to say out loud. And like I just see those follower accounts just go up and up and up. And I so it's kind of a brilliant marketing strategy, but it comes at a cost. So I would just I like there's also a lot of those accounts that sort of crash and burn because people get like maybe too amped up about something or they say something that really kind of crosses a line. So I think if you identify as a maverick or a rebel, just like just, you know, keep that in mind. And I don't think you do that at all, Sandy, but definitely some people do that. They just take it a little too far. Okay, that's it. So collector, creator, performer, luminary, explorer, and maverick. Yeah, so fun. <laughs> yeah, it's super fun. It's really it's really fun and the feedback we've had I was away over New Year's with a really good friend who took I made I made her take the quiz uh-huh. and she was also a collector and what was so interesting was she just like walked around if you just like we were at her cabin on the lake in Muskoka and you just look around like she collects feathers she collects stones she collects everything and then she's like oh I want to show you this and she's like geez I am such a collector aren't I I didn't realize and it was so interesting how this taking this quiz sort of opened her eyes to the her behavior. She labeled it, and she can see. And then we we did. She runs her own business, so we were talking about how she can sort of implement these strategies in her these strengths into her business. But it it really it is I think a really accurate quiz. I'm quite proud of us for having achieved that. And from the responses, people are like, "Oh my god, are you in my head?" So yeah, that's what we keep hearing. Yeah, like basically everyone that I've talked to has said like were you thinking of me when you wrote this one? Yes. yes. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, <which laughs> That's is, cool though that you really, think that. <laughs> really, really good. So let's yeah. just make that the hustle then is like yeah. the hustle today is go and take the quiz. It's andshe.co slash quiz. It takes, I don't know, three minutes and then you'll get the results and let us know like you know, if we're in your head, we'd love to see those results. And if it really kind of lands with you, I'd love to hear from that. I uh, hear from yeah, you. Yeah. DM us on Instagram mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. And Sandy, you have the joy oh for my today. God. Okay. So at the same friend's house, she has this kettle and it was the most amazing kettle. And I just bought one yesterday and it should be arriving today. So there's a couple. It's basically a pour over kettle with like the long skinny spout. Oh my God, I have this kettle, Sandy. You can like, you know, accurately pour, but this one has like an automatic heat so you can get Mm -hmm. it to boil and then Mm -hmm. it will stay boiling for a set Mm -hmm. amount of time. Because often, you know how you like go and turn the kettle on and then do something and then it's like cooled down and you're just having to reheat it all the time. So we use this kettle and I kept going to make another coffee or a tea or whatever. And there's this hot water. It doesn't stay hot all the time. You can set that, but it will, I think it's really for people who want to do like certain, even for certain teas that have to be steeped at a certain temperature or whatever. Anyway, the experience of pouring from this kettle and I wasn't even making a pour over made me so happy and so I bought myself one. So the brand is Fellow. It's the Stag EKG electric pour over kettle. There is a more expensive one that has like 
Bluetooth and phone controls, which I opted not to have. And it's just like aesthetically, it's so freaking beautiful. I chose the black one, matte black with like maple handle and maple little lid. It's gorgeous. Like it is a piece of art. It is very pricey. It took me about five days to convince myself to hit the buy, but I did it. I should have talked to Jenny. She'd be like, just buy it. I already have the kettle, Sandy. I have the same kettle as you. So we are, this is two votes for the kettle. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I don't know. There was something about it. Like it was so pleasurable to use it. I just loved it. So yeah, I love my kettle. I actually used to have the black one, but not with the maple handle and the maple lid. But then I'm not living in my house right now where my kettle lives. <laughs> and so I ordered another one because I needed it. I realized once I got to where I'm staying right now that I needed one. And I ordered the pink one with the maple handle and the maple lid. And it's like this just like beautiful pop of color in the desert and this like otherwise dreary existence that I'm living right now is my beautiful pink kettle. So two votes for the joy of the kettle. Love it. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. So there you go. That's our quiz. That's how it's going to help. It will definitely help you with your marketing. Go and take it and buy a kettle. That sums up. And yeah, take the quiz and then send us the results. Go find us on Instagram at Angie Coaching. And then soon after this episode airs, Visible, our signature program, is going to be opening up. And so if you want to go deeper on like how to actually create meaningful results with your archetype, Go ahead and pop on over and join the waitlist for Visible, which is you'll have plenty of links to it once you take the quiz. You'll see it on our website um, when you head on over there and just pop yourself on the waitlist and we'll let you know as soon as the door is open. I think when this episode airs that we are opening that week, but I'm, it'll oh, be okay. very, very right. close. It'll be very, very close. Yes. Yeah. So you may see waitlist or you may see an enroll button. And either way, we'd love to have you. Co, just to be yep. clear, Angie.co on Instagram. Yep. Okay. Amazing. Thank you, Jenny. All right, everyone. We will see you next week. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Marvelous. Marvelous helps you build and grow your own courses, memberships, and live streamed programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. If you're looking for a simple, beautiful, custom branded platform to build and grow your online business, you can learn more at heymarvelous.com.